You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Jimmy the Oatmeal, (laughs) it's another edition of uh, Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. And I was just kidding. We've got Dano, we've got Dee, and we've got Charles O'Toole in the room. And that doesn't mean that all three of those guys' last name is O'Toole. It just (laughs) means that those guys are in the room. How you doing, guys? We're all brothers. Good. How are you? (laughs) We're fantastic. I'll uh, just get you to pull that a little closer there, brother. Yeah, little, okay. There, there you go. No, and, and then twist it so the microphone's actually in the front. There it is. Where are you coming live from? Uh, I'm, I'm coming live from the new offices there it is. of uh, the, the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association, which are where? Anybody? 251. 251. We're in Sherwood Park. 251 Casca Road. Casca Road, exactly. So we were downstairs. Now we've moved upstairs. Basement suite to the penthouse, eh? To the penthouse, yeah. exactly. Moving and, on up. And all of us can't wait till the first engine fires up <laughs> from the garage next door. Because it's pretty loud in this boardroom once it gets fired up. But yeah, these are fantastic offices with the, with the growing uh, staff that's uh, come on board here as far as the tech group goes and, uh, and the admin side of things. It's, uh, it's a happening little place to be. Well, I mean, I quite enjoyed the lunch table around uh, the old offices, but I mean, it's uh, it's quite spacious. Well, let's see. Well, you've actually got a desk now, don't you? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we'll let's talk about that. We'll, we'll sort of. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We don't have the big room like Chuckles has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Dano now. And Dano. They were yeah. bunking up now. Finally, Dano yeah. got himself a, Bunk, an office. Bunking up. <laughs> like going to camp. <laughs> I'm thinking you guys all love the fact that there's giant windows everywhere in here, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, makes, great. makes life real, real nice. So. Uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we've been, I don't want to say we've been remiss. It's just been a really busy time of the year for the club and for all of us individually as uh, tech staff within the club that finding a time to really get down to work as far as podcasts go has been a little bit trying. So uh, the... We, we boycotted the podcast. So. <laughs> you didn't boycott. <laughs> yeah, we did. We just, we were waiting for a little bit of a higher contract. So <laughs> the, the, the promise was to have uh, every couple of weeks putting out a podcast and we are going to adhere to that from here on out. If it's a promise, we got to do it now. It's a promise. Now, in particular, now that we actually have a location where it makes sense for us all to come to and, and be part of this podcast. Correct? Correct. First topic, then. <laughs> First topic, let's get down to topics. We're going to be talking a little bit about, uh, well, we're going to just have a little banter here about our Christmas party. That um, It was an earlier Christmas party for us uh, at the club, but uh, board members and uh, admin staff alike and tech staff were all there enjoying themselves at the, uh, the sawmill. The sawmill, yes, it's a, it's a fine eatery here in Sherwood Park and many other... Uh, Parts around Alberta, <laughs> right? <laughs> Alberta being the beef capital of uh, the world. No, okay, Canada. Quite, I'm going to the menu. Go I'm going to keep you. I'm going to let you go on this one. I want to see where you take this. Uh, <laughs> where I take this? No, I, I have to say it was a, a fantastic setup. Uh, Debbie Ballum, the GM of the of the club, really uh, went to town, making sure everything uh, looked great and was. Uh, you know, set up for everybody to have a great, enjoyable time. I know I had a fantastic time there, and I didn't even drink a lot. So um, I was very pleased with that aspect of things. <laughs> um, but the food was fantastic. The, the, the group of people were fantastic. Um, I'm just going to continue saying the word fantastic because that really described how, how the, the entire evening went. Uh, the guests were fantastic, and I actually won one. Wow. Oh, I, I was a happy camper. I, I didn't last year. Chuckles, did you win anything this year? Uh, I get pink slippers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We have uh, a gift exchange where it's um, you just find something in a garage that that's been used lightly. And uh, although that's loosely now, because there's a couple of bottles of wine and yeah, there was a was bottle of Crown in there too, yeah. wasn't there? Some Crown. So and uh, I, I'm supposing everybody can uh, look forward to some of the banter we had and chatting back and forth with the board. I think we might even have a new segment coming up called Nils Knows. Uh, 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 What he knows is, uh, uh, who knows? Who knows what Nils knows? (laughs) I like that. Uh, But uh, yeah, there there was a lot of fun stuff that we we talked about, and and it was a good time had by all. Did you guys enjoy yourselves? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Absolutely. Had a great time. Great time? Yeah, Yeah, it was good. Did you feast? Did you stay late? Feast, stayed late. Yeah, shut it down. Did you really? Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, myself, Andreas... 
Um, Eric and Sarah. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was great. I got to stop using the word. I'm sorry, guys. You know what? You started me on this, Dano. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, I remember one podcast that was all circling around the word fantastic. Mm, here we are again. And here we, here we are again. I seem to use it at sessions now. Every strike of the ball, every save made by a player, it's fantastic. Mom, that's the coach that says fantastic all the time. <laughs> it's going to be your reputation. Uh, yeah, it's okay. DW, the fantastic guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, very, very much an enjoyable time was had by all. Moving on to technical side of things. Uh, lots of stuff going on. We've got, oh, the skill center's fired up. We have a new Rise and Shine program that's going. We have a Shots and Stops program that's going. Uh, so we'll touch base on that a little bit. We'll also touch base on um, just your thoughts on the indoor season, You know how things are going between the two different types of indoor we actually have here in this province. You have a boarded style, and then you have the indoor turf, whether it's 7v7 or 9v9 at the different domes that are now available here in Edmonton. So we'll chat about that. We'll also talk academies and the pros and cons of those academies, whether it's a school academy, a professional academy, or or just a private academy. I guess you call those professional as well. Um, and, and just the thoughts behind just you know, I know they're money-making ventures, but uh, are they are they actually a positive influence on the players that we have in this province? So we'll kick things off with the tech talk, and uh, we'll let it lead with our two uh, two technical guys, one from the uh, community side and one from the Phoenix side. So we'll we'll start with the community side. Uh, D Govinder, how are you? Doing great. I've already asked you that. Doing Go great. ahead. Always tell, doing great. Tell me about tech stuff. Community program is up and rolling um, for another indoor season. I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Richard Espinoza with the U5, U6, U4 programs and the... um in those age groups, everything has been uh, running pretty smoothly. Uh, I've been had an opportunity to get out there for a few weekends uh, with the with those little guys, and um, it's great to see the the coaches getting on board with uh, using our training sessions and keeping all the kids active uh, down there. And we're looking like we have some actually some fine coaches um, in our program this year, and um, it's leading to us uh, to thinking about a little bit of outside of the box thinking for the future with our with those, with those programs. So. Um, big shout out to Richard. Um, love how the, uh, that program is running right now. And uh, everything else in the communities um, after our orientation um, with our community t- uh, teams are, have been going well. Um, it was great to be out on the weekend again to see our U11, our U11 program. And um, it's nice. It's, there's definitely with our community program, there's a, a big range of, of player. We have some first-year players. We have some players that... Um, made have, might have come through uh, a competitive stream and back into community, but it's nice to see that our coaches are on board. Um, had an opportunity to talk to a few coaches, and um, they're loving the resources that uh, have, they've been provided, and and it was nice to see some uh, some good faces. So, so yeah, everything's going well so far, and and I'll be touching base with the coaches over the year, um, you know, feeding some more information and. And looking to get some surveys out about how we can, you know, make our programs better. So, uh, really excited for our community program right now. It's nice to have, um, nice to have somebody that that is involved to, to to see if we can make the program better, especially to see if we can get more kids into our community, into our sorry, into our club and competitive stream. So, uh, really, really focusing on on that, and even not even just keeping their kids in the competitive stream, but um, to find those coaches that can be our next competitive coaches. Yeah, so. it's it's been great to actually. I've, I've had a chance to get out to uh, at least a millennium on the weekends to see some of the community games, and uh, it's exciting. I, I'll, I'll have to I have to say kudos to the parents as well for all the age groups that uh, that are a part of that, um, supporting their 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 children and and and. And just the, how packed the crowds are yeah, at awesome. these games—it's awesome. It's yeah. it's like a, you know, it's it's like a little stadium set up, and and uh, just fantastic the way the uh, the parents have come out to to watch. Yeah, it's been like that since I've been here in Sherwood Park. It's always been well supported program, and like our Phoenix as well. But uh, yeah, little guys, the grandparents will come out and watch as well, and 
see the small side of games and whatnot. So it's great. And it's great to see the kids supported and the parents uh, being involved so much as well. Yeah, very exciting. Well, what, I, what I'm really thrilled about, I was, I was out watching a, a game and and uh, one of the teams was, you know, missing a few players, some of their quality players that talked to the coach after the game. And they um, they were they were getting they were getting lit up. They had some goals being scored on them. And, and um, right through the middle of the game, the op- opposing coach came over. They had a conversation, and you know they the opposing coach let let their goalkeeper over, so you know the other player could have an opportunity to play not in goal. So like the the sportsmanship was amazing, and um, you know that's what we we are definitely looking for all across the board within. Um, all the coaches to be a little bit more supportive of each other. It is a community program. Kids are out there to have fun. Mm-hmm. Kids are there to develop. It's it's not about wins and losses. It's it's about making sure that they're active for life. And it it was awesome to see. So yeah, well that's fantastic. It's it's great news and uh, community programming is uh, is definitely in the in the right hands. And and hopefully the club's making the the strides forward to to help out those within the community program. And yeah, if there's anybody out there in the community program listening that you know, has some thoughts or... or uh, Shoot me an email. Exactly. Shoot D an email or just let us know what your thoughts are. And uh, hey, if you have some topics you want to talk about within the podcast, uh, let us know. I, I have to say, so in the new building here, the boardroom that we're recording this in actually shares an adjoining wall with a mechanics shop. What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> so in the background right now, it sounds like we're in a dentist office with the drilling that's going on. Listen, everybody, everybody quiet and just listen. <laughs> so in the background, you might hear a small hum or a loud hum. For us, it's very loud in the boardroom. But you know what? It's It all adds to the ambience of a podcast uh, that's close to a mechanic shop. It, it does until, you know, you're at home tonight going through the editing and thinking, I can't use this. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we got to redo this again. I, I think we'll be able to use it no matter what. Hey, I forgot to mention, too, the sponsor this week for this podcast is Kuman. Okay, Kuman, and you'll hear the uh, clips of what Kuman's all about in between our lovely segments. Fantastic! They're fantastic. <laughs> now we're going to switch over to Charles. Oh, Charles, thank you very Phoenix much. Program. Phoenix you, program. You're surprised there. Right? Oh yeah, I was just, I was just, he, he left and came back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Well, actually, that's, that's not far off. Like we had been away there with our post-secondary uh, 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 season there, mm-hmm. so just now getting really back into it here a little bit now. So from what I've seen so far, uh, the season uh, for the Phoenix side of it is going fairly well. Yeah. And I wanted to put a shout out to uh, Kasim Kimji. He's now our new replacement for the glue. Oh, the glue. Uh, That's Dixon. right. Yeah. And look at the, the sad look on your face. Guys can never replace the glue. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> that was, what was his name again? Um. <laughs> anyway, I just want to welcome uh, Kasim in and he'll be taking over our U13 uh, TL lead. So the teams there now should be all sorted out, and everything should be starting to run a little bit smoothly there now. Uh, we've now done two coaching sessions where we've had a fantastic turnout. Fantastic. Fantastic turnout yes. from the coaches. And we're looking now also to bring in a sports science program into this part of it starting in January. And the person that will be leading that up is going to be the gentleman by the name of Kyle Thorne. He is currently working with the Eskimos as okay. a strength and conditioning coach. Yep. But his background is also working with Everton FC of the EPL. He nice. was their strength and conditioning coach as well as their uh, sports science uh, guy. And he also worked with Ottawa Fury. Very cool. There as well. So impressive resume. And we're going to be looking to bring him in uh, on a monthly basis as well. Uh, giving us the sports science, talking about recovery, hydration, sleep, nutrition, that sort of stuff. So it's given an education to both not only our parents, coaches, uh, but also our players Good. as well. So that's some of the things that we're looking uh, going forward into the new year. And obviously, we're always looking to improve our programs as we go. And with these coach education things that we're doing on a monthly basis, uh, I'm starting to see some of the coaches now uh, actually, instead of run a session, they're now actually coaching sessions. So it, to me, they're two different things. Oh, I One agree. you can go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One, you can go and just run a session. You see it on a piece of paper and you just run it. <laughs> but are you actually coaching the kids? Are they Within doing the there. technique properly? Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they doing what you're, reading, you're wanting them to do? So that I'm starting to see come around, which is Fantastic. <laughs> can't help yourself. Uh, can't help yourself. Know, it's just that, a catchy phrase. That, that's the new F-bomb. <laughs> Fantastic. 
So yeah, that's where we are right now. And like I said, our teams are off to a great starts. Uh, some obviously, you know, you have their ups and downs, but mm-hmm. it's all about development. Yeah. And especially at these young ages, we, we don't really care about yeah. uh, what it is in indoor or anything like that. It's about the outdoor. And, and the indoor, for me, is what you use to develop the technique. So going into outdoor, we have the basics down. Yeah. So let's touch on that a little bit then for all of us. Uh, the, the indoor versus the, well, I guess it's all indoor at this time of year. Obviously, uh, the area that we live in um, isn't too conducive to playing outdoors at this time of year. But what are your thoughts between, well, I know my thoughts between boarded and then the op- more open field play of the Yeah, you love boarded, right? The, the, the nine night what was that? <laughs> oh, wow. my God. Well, so this is the rule. You've got to yeah, pick up the phone we, call. We turned ours off. You've got to pick up the phone You're call. You're kidding me. On the podcast. Well, I, I can't because I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I'm just letting it ring. But the phone number's from BC. Oh, this would be interesting. Well, no. You, we, okay, hang on. Hello. Hello. I don't know if you can hear this, folks. No. Okay. Did you win a car? It's and, and not that it's uh, a bad thing, but that, did I win a car? <laughs> if I could speak Cantonese, maybe I'd know. <laughs> um, I know. I, I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's the typical of uh, you get a phone call from uh, from these weird numbers oh, every spam. so often. Uh, total spam. And uh, as we're saying that, I am blocking this contact. Yes, thanks very much. Uh, I get them about once a week. Uh, <laughs> I do still have a BC number as far as my cell phone goes. Uh, therefore, um, I get the spam from BC, which oftentimes is Asian in its uh, in its nature. Um, so that being said, let's uh, let's continue on with the indoor outdoor concept of of, of what we're. Uh, I talking just want to call here. your phone right now. No, <laughs> no more phone calling. That's uh, that's wrong. We should all have our blocks shut off. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and no editing that segment. We're leaving it there. Fantastic. We're just leaving wow. it there. So thoughts indoor boarded or uh, is it much better to go open? Could we go from the boarded? Obviously, because of the location setup, could we switch that to futsal? Instead of using it boarded, I think there's lots of things you can do. We've done uh, our U10 advanced, so what was our U10 Junior Phoenix program, and we took away the boards. Um, it took a little bit of a time for really p- parents, refs, players to kind of get on board with it because it was so stop start, stop start all the time, right? Because they're used to the boards being there, the ball's running out. You know, you're thinking, oh, it's going to remain in play, but we put down cones and created it that way. So again, it comes back to development. It's <clears throat> I don't even think there's a debate whether what's better and, yeah. you know, what's the better game, what's the better thing for our players. I think it's without a doubt, um, you know, the non-boarded game. However, you, I went to the Indoor Center last night just to see some of the adult programs and you look around and that's what we've grown up on, right? I, I speak yeah. to people and they're like, oh, I love the indoor game because it's, it's a hybrid of soccer. It's fun, right? Like, and that's solely it as, you know, you're at the agent stage now for playing adult and just enjoying it. But... Um, and funny enough, um, even my wife's playing now and she's got, um, 17 and 18 year olds joining her women's team mm-hmm. and they've never seen boarded soccer. They'd never played it because they've always been exposed to the non-boarded game, which is really interesting. Right. So, yeah. and on the flip side, um, you know, players like my wife have never experienced the non-boarded game. So, you know, she played nine V nine of Victoria as an exhibition game and she thought it was unbelievable. She thought it was the best thing ever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think without a doubt it's, you gotta go non-boarded for development. So I think there's a time and place for the indoor game. It's a bit of fun. They do a EDSA uh, does a fantastic job with the Mini World Cup every two years. So mm-hmm. there's enjoyment for it. But for me, you got to go non-boarded. Yeah. Thoughts, gentlemen? Oh, I agree. And I think uh, the safety issue yeah. comes into it as well. Playing along those boards. Yeah, there's a little bit of gift to it. But you're, you're, you're hitting a two by four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You're hitting a sheet of wood there. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and you could be going at top speed and it could just be a matter of a, an accidental trip and you're... Mm-hmm hitting a board and it's concussion or it's one thing or the other. Uh, we saw just uh, last week there, like somebody's elbow just got really opened up yeah. in there as well yeah. from it. And I mean, yeah, non-boarded for me is, is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, no question in my mind that uh, the non-boarded game is 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 the is the way to go. I don't want to say it's the future because I think it's already here. Yeah. Um, but we get a we're we're stuck where we have so many members, uh, not just in Short Park, but around the Edmonton area as well too. That. 
they want to play recreational soccer, whether they be in the adult programs, co-ed programs, um, and there's just not enough space to, to, to house everybody that wants, and that's just necessarily the, the non-border game, but mm-hmm. uh, for development, um, for the understanding of the real game, the real 11v11 game, um, and to even get more fans for the 11v11 game, you mm-hmm. need to be playing yeah. a you have to be playing a non-boarded game, so yeah. Um, uh, no question in my mind. I mean, I think at the at the younger and the younger age groups, you can get away with having the boards in play. Uh, I know working with like the little grassroots programs and stuff for the younger programs, the, you having the boards there is great just to game make flow. sure that they don't run away and run away from the field. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but that's what? the only so positive thing yeah. about the boards. <laughs> do, you think we, do, do you think we can, uh, do you think we could at least massage it a bit? Ooh, massage it. Um, <laughs> and, and change the ball that we use because the ball that, like just a normal ball bounces like crazy. Yeah. So could we not switch to a low bounce or a futsal style ball to play on these indoor facilities, which would lead to better control of feet and ability to move? I know a lot of teams do that when they practice in those areas. They do tend to do that in mm-hmm. there already. So, but yeah, maybe not enough. Yeah, for I, I think that would be something for Emser Issa to, to, right. to come up with a new ruling of you must use a low bounce ball right. in these arenas. I, I think it would just make a huge difference. Keeps the ball in play longer, I would think, mm-hmm. instead yeah, of having sure. it being fired over the boards into the nets or off the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, off the ceiling, wow. Well, you know what I mean. The mesh. That's Have you been coaching the kids like, or what? Don't make me <laughs> stop this bus, buddy. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I think that if if that's the nature, if we have the the arena style game, the boarded game, going to a low bounce ball is going to make the game more technical. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean. So, yeah, I'm. I, I think that's a good shout for sure. Very good, then. Uh, now that we've all come to a consensus that low bounce and uh, the boarded stuff is poo, uh, we will move on. We'll take our first little break here on uh, the lovely podcast. We'll be back. We'll be discussing much more topics. You're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Kuman. Their motto is math, reading, success. Kuman. And we're back. Yes, the official podcast of uh, the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association, better known as... The SPDSA. The name of the podcast. Oh, Soccer Talk in the Park. There we go. <laughs> wow, Mr. Nonchalant Set there. enthusiasm. Sorry, uh, I was going to steal your thunder when we were coming back. No, spe- you, you, you counted us down. Speaking of thunder. <laughs> oh, stop. No. It stopped. That's a, it's a perfect time for it's the... four hours later. Our break was a little long due to the... <laughs> yeah. No dude, work on the vehicle. <laughs> 6 p.m. The, the vehicle behind us were revving the engines like crazy, so it's... Uh, it's a good thing that they've stopped. Otherwise, hey, maybe we can get them to sponsor the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sponsors, Kuman, yes, Tudor Kings are uh, the sponsors of this week's podcast. Nice. As you can tell between the breaks, you can hear uh, what Kuman's all about, which is fantastic. That's the word of the day. It's the F bomb of the day. Um, we were talking, we had Tech Talk just this last segment. We talked about the indoor scenario, but now we're going to talk about the different programs that we're running, and we'll start with the Rise and Shine program. Brand spanking new, brand new, shiny program, uh, the Rise and Shine. D, I'll let you talk about this one. What is this about for the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association? Uh, Yeah, the Rise and Shine Academy, brand new program. Um, We wanted to to try to reach as many new members as we can, or even um, the members that we have that have younger children. So uh, we decided to to start up a parent and child um, program that involves two, three, and four-year-olds. Um, it's a day program. It's something that's also brand new uh, to the SPDSA um, and kind of a little bit of a forward-thinking, um, you know, forward-thinking for trying to reach out to those um you know, parents that have um, their children during the day mm-hmm. and for us to offer something to them. And, and you know, running through Millennium Place, you see all the different programs that they have in Millennium Place. You have, They have the uh, the Zumba parent and child with the parents, are, the kids are in their little <laughs> strollers and the parents are doing Zumba in there. Yeah. So, 
Um, you know, following along the lines of of the Acta Start uh, program the, and the LTPD. Yeah. Um, we're through running, the CSA, of course. Through the CSA, yeah, mm-hmm. we're running. Uh, we're running this uh, this program uh, during the day, and we had our first couple sessions. So we started uh, in November, and last week we I was happy to uh, to be involved with uh, Andrea Schillen. Um, and it was awesome. Um, kids are out there. They got their, their little Timbits jerseys and <laughs> they're rolling around the, the stations that we have set up. And, um, it's, uh, it's not for everybody. Um, that's for sure. There's, it's an introduction to sport, an introduction to soccer, introduction to, uh, body movements, uh, physical patterns, literacy physical for sure literacy, for these younger physical players. literacy yeah. and having fun. So, um, I had to shave uh, my beard the other day because ah. I felt that um, coming into this program, I might have to might have to shave it down a little bit because um, you the never fear know. factor. The fear factor, yeah. Little the kids fear saying, factor. "Oh God, that guy's got a beard. <laughs> Cut <laughs> it th- down." The things you have to think about when you're going to you're going deal to with two, coach, three, and four yeah. year olds. And um, you know, it's it's a di- it's a different challenge as a coach. Yeah. Um, you have to be very an- animated. Um, everything's of game. Everything's uh, is is derived around having fun. Sounds like DW on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd what be, do you mean? What do you mean animated? <laughs> he'd be he'd be perfect actually for this. He'd, be, he'd love the kids. Yeah, um, no. Too early for him. <laughs> it's far too early. I, I'm still in my jammies having coffee at that point. So, and I think it's also great for the parents as well too. Um, the spinoff for this for me, I think, is to is to have the kids come in a little bit earlier. They get understanding a little bit more of, of, of the soccer um, and the physical literacy side, but also for the parents uh, to be involved and also to have them possibly be our next coaches yeah. um, into our other SPDSA programs. And I, I want to grow it. I, I really, we want, really think that there's a, there's a, a big... Um, a big niche uh, yeah. for this. And well, week by week, it has been growing. Yeah, it's been growing. We're, you know, we've, we started off with 11 kids. We're now up to, I think, 16 kids. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been talk about people wanting to do a program kind of like this also in the evenings. Um, so there's there's a room for this for growth in this program. I think come, come summer, there will We'll, we'll grow the program to offer not just a day program, but maybe also a, a, a night program or an afternoon program. Um, or maybe even a weekend program to have three or four different classes on different days where we can we can bring in uh, bring in the younger kids and and I know for sure uh, we have some some very very young kids at two years old but mm-hmm. um, it the the way that they work with each other is has been great and you know yeah. just to see some of those smiling faces at the end mm-hmm. even though we had the one the one poor little girl who uh, cried her whole entire time but oh, um, no. she might not have been ready yet but yeah. that's the know, day you didn't shave your beard <laughs> that's the day you just made yeah. the decision to shave your beard yeah totally I was like oh geez I don't know maybe next week I show up no I'm not gonna dress up like a clown clowns are scary too yeah, like, scary. I don't know if you, can, uh, yeah. if you can do that one maybe well, Santa Claus or maybe yeah. uh, maybe a black bear hey uh, that one. Uh, there, there you go, go. <laughs> there you go yeah hit that one again uh, so that's uh, fantastic rise and shine and we move into the skill center, which is also something that uh, yeah, so uh, skill center as well too. That's up and going. Um, it's on Sundays, and uh, Richard Espinoza is is a main uh, coach out there with UD Dub. Main, <laughs> oh um, no, on the fantastic. skill side, he's a he's a great guy, great coach, um, and we set that up. It's mainly right now um, driven for our community programs. Um, we'd like to, I'd like to see that uh, have a little bit of a revamp to to offer. Uh, and, you know, in correlation with Charles trying to get uh, some of our, our Phoenix players out there. Mm-hmm. And um, but I, I think it's great. There's been some emails that have been dropped into my inbox about, you know, can we have some more information about the skill centers? Because, you know, my my daughter is in, you know, U11 community and, you know, she's quite not there and she's really enjoying soccer. So I, I, th- I think that it's uh, it's great to have these programs out out there for for those kids. And um, even from outdoor to indoor now, watching some of the uh, the, the girls and boys that were in our skill centers, mm-hmm. and now going and seeing them playing their community teams, you can, there's a massive improvement. You can just totally see that the ball control is better, the dribbling is better. Um, you know the the emphasis on becoming technically better and having a little bit more desire. You can tell them in their play, and 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 that's what it's all about. You know they're enjoying themselves, and and um, 
It's been great. Yeah. And and then moving on to the shots and stops, it's something that I've sort of led up a little bit. And uh, it's been great as well. Uh, I, I think the, the players that have shown up, shots and stops is basically just going through that. So it's split between goalkeepers and people who just want to improve their striking ability and, uh, and getting shots off on, a, on goal. Yeah. And uh, working through the proper technique of striking a ball. Because it's amazing. And we all see it when we're on the floor watching yeah. uh, teams train or teams playing games. The the real... Oh, I, I don't know if it's a lack of understanding or lack just... Lack of fundamentals. Well, I mean, it's just an understanding of the fundamentals and, and really getting a good grasp of the technique behind simple things like passing or striking a ball. Whether it be for a pass or a strike at the goal. And it's really amazing to see um, how we really need to work on that, both as a club and as a sport. When you um, look at it from, you know, an aspect of, of basketball, when you're when you're growing up and, and learning the game, a jump shot, a foul shot, you're you're learning everything, right? Like tucked in elbow, hand in the cookie jar, they say, right, flick the wrist, whatever it is, right? You're going through that. And I think there's 100% coaches out there at a young age that go through how to strike a ball, properly hit a ball. I think there's a lot of coaches. And at the young ages, you have parent coaches, right? Um, Who may not understand the technique. Yeah, which is which is completely fine. But For they sure. get into small-sided games and, and get things. And then, you know, like kid hits the age of 11, 12, and 13. The reason why I'm saying this, kids within my program at my school, you know, when we sit down and did a program intro meeting, a lot of them said, I want to improve my striking. Um, accuracy, power, how to hit the ball, everything. And so we were working on it, you know, the last couple of weeks and just seeing them strike a ball. And some of these players are kind of established players, right? And some mm-hmm. of them uh, middle of the pack and whatnot, but they all struggle to strike a ball. Yeah, yeah. And it's the like, same thing I've noticed within, beyond the, belief, so. within the shots and stops. We have two different um, sessions that we run back to back. And the, 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 the second session is obviously the older kids. Um who are able to pick it up a little bit quicker. Uh, first session, the younger kids, although yeah, we're going into week three or four. It's week four, I think, of, of, the, of the program. And you can really see there's a better understanding or starting to be a better understanding with some of the younger ones. Mm-hmm. I, I think the initial... Uh, t- still, there's still technical ends of it, like how to set yourself up, what your body shape is like, how's your balance, mm-hmm. all that sort of you know, uh, function that goes into being able to strike a ball properly. Uh, and they're just starting to get the grasp of it now. But I think this is a continued thing. That, oh. You know, it's it's like you said, you're trying to develop that rise and shine thing. Well, I, I, I think as a club, we need to develop this side of it too for not only the community side, yeah. but for the Phoenix side yeah. as well. Oh, absolutely. Like uh, you see in all the literature, oh, what's some of the drills you can do to improve your shooting or passing? Well, go out and hit it against the wall. Yeah. Well, for eight and a half months of the year in Canada, you can't do that because it's four feet of snow. Yeah, <laughs> true enough. So a program like this is invaluable. Yeah. Like you, you can't put a price on it because mm-hmm. it's getting kids out there working on it. Okay, the repetition of it may not be as frequent as it should be but at least you know it's a start and it gets them working on it at least through the winter mm-hmm. yeah for sure and, mm-hmm. and and then hopefully you'll see an improvement come the outdoor season when uh, uh, they're playing on a bigger field and having a little bit more time to set themselves up to strike the ball so definitely something that will like to continue and and uh, hopefully see some growth within and it's amazing how many people don't know that it's a program that's out there i'm sure it's much the same for the rise yeah. and shine and like you said getting emails on the skill center as well um, we do send out a lot of information as a club, and uh, you know what? It, it, we just need to just keep hammering that home that there's these programs out there for everybody. Yeah, um, just to touch a little bit more on the, on the the shots and stops, I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. You know, it's been thrown around over the course of the last, like you know, many years here at the SPDSA. Now that's in place, um, I don't think anybody really understands how many different ways you can strike a soccer ball. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and the technique of doing it. So. Um, what you'll get, I mean, I'm, and you've asked me to come in and I'm excited to come yeah, I'm in. I'm looking forward Friday. to this Friday. Um, just breaking down, you know, like Daniel was talking about, about the basketball shot, breaking down, you know, hips, ankles, knees, shoulders, you know, your, your body shape, your foot shape, your toe shape, how things are, how you want to be able to flex different types of muscles in order for you to, um, you know, to, to strike a ball in, in a way. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I, I think the, I think this is awesome for for that for for those kids and people to to understand the science of striking a soccer ball. I yeah. think that there really is one, and well, it's all technique. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. look at some of these world class players like Messi, like he's what five foot seven, mm-hmm. but that kid can hammer a ball. Yeah, and it's just technique. Yeah. You don't have to be the six foot fours or anything like that and expect. Oh, he's going to strike a ball. He's going to thump this thing. Yeah, oh, these these little guys yeah. with proper technique. Oh, for sure. Can out hit these guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we're going to take another little break here. Uh, you're listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. We'll be right back. This episode of Soccer Talk in the Park is sponsored by Kuman. Their motto is math, reading, success. Kuman. Yes, we are back. This is uh, Soccer, Soccer Talk, Talk in, in the Park. park. There, you yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, the official podcast of Sherwood Park District Soccer Association. I'm here with Dano, D, and Chuckles. <laughs> How are you, Chuckles? Fantastic. There you go. He's got the F-bomb happening. <laughs> um, so when we left, we were about to talk about academies in our lovely little area of the world. There are lots of them. You have pro academies, you have private academies, and you have school academies. Um, all for the sport of uh, soccer here. And what do you think are the pros and cons of these? Do you spend the extra dough to allow your players to get extra touches? I mean, we run programs within a club that might be uh, a little user pay based. What are your thoughts on the extra stuff? And and I I say it, everyone at this table has had some um, involvement in the academies that go on within the city. And I know we're all pro the academies, so but just your thoughts on on the academies and uh, the effects they have on the players within the city and uh, and within our district. Um, I think quickly I can touch on. I think I think there's definitely a need for it because if you collectively look around at junior high, high school academies, uh, private academies, there's really I think more more people doing um, their own thing nowadays in regards to going off and starting their own business, which is fine, but at the same time, you know, it, it gets saturated quite quickly of, of all the programs. But yeah. I, th- I think that, you know, speaking to a couple parents that have spoke to me recently, they said that, you know, they have their kids in different uh, programs, extracurricular, I guess, right? Away from school, away from club, those individual programs. And they're essentially saying that, you know, they're filling a need. They're not worried about the finances because they want what's best for their kids. So yeah. maybe they're not getting that at uh, various clubs that they're at or mm-hmm. the exact program they want. So I guess there's a need to be filled for a lot of the parents that are essentially paying the money. If nobody's paying the money and the kids aren't going, then you'd think that there they're probably isn't a need for it. I think there's a way forward of, of how it could be mandated in regards to structured of how it's set up because mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit of the wild wild west it's kind of anything goes right now um you know for me in regards to school academies i went through one myself with saint francis xavier yeah. for high school um i'd say my grade 10 to grade 12 years were biggest years of my development yes i was in ntc yes i developed within my club and whatnot but i owe a, a huge huge credit to fx and uh, neil turnbull and frank saparito and what they were doing out there because mm-hmm. I got touches on the ball in the middle of a day when, you know, a lot of my peers or opponents or teammates weren't doing that. So I know I got drastically better. I was borderline provincial player and I made uh, U18 national team by my grade 10 year to grade 12 year. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's just down to that, not at all, but I think I put a big onus that, you know, I got all those touches on the ball. I I think uh, along with the touches, I mean, it's up to the individual athlete as well. I I mean, if if you're getting involved with any program, uh, whether it's uh, a pro academy like FC Edmonton, the one that I'm involved with and Charles is involved or that or has been involved with, and the uh, school academies or, or even the private academies, I, I think it's really up to that individual player to, to put as much into it as they possibly can. And um, you well, know what? The only, the only thing I have with that, I mean, they are fantastic. Again, I use that word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I think you got to be a little bit careful on who is instructing Agreed. these as well. Yeah. I mean, as, as Daniel's mentioned as well, there's a lot of upstarts to this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of these guys are just out there to line their pockets. They yeah. said they get this, that, and the next. Well, you know what? Do your research. Mm-hmm. 
find out who these guys are. Go through the CSA website. Are these guys licensed or yeah. girls licensed to yeah. do this? Are you getting what's right for your for your 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 kid mm-hmm. in, in these programs? If not, I mean Sherwood Park. I mean the stuff that we've been doing within the last year, yeah, like through the shots and stops, through the the skills camps, skill mm-hmm. centers, that sort of stuff. I mean we are providing that service. Yeah. If we need to grow it. Then you got to let us know. Mm. Yeah, and and if there's aspects of the, the the programs that we run that need to be changed or shifted in a little bit, I agree. You just have to let us know, and we'll we'll work to do that. Yeah, like I, I would love to get into position specific uh, training. Training, yeah, in that, like for a fullback, a midfielder, a forward, goalkeepers, yeah. And I know our next uh, coaching session is going to be uh, goalkeeper related, yeah. So that's going to be December fourteenth. Mm-hmm. So all the coaches welcome to come out, and you know what, community side as well, definitely, absolutely, more than welcome to come out. Uh, it's not just restricted to Phoenix, mm-hmm. but also you know what, I don't mind players coming and watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe even able to incorporate. Some of them into that. some of them into the. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 the next step for them to to think beyond the game as a player and start thinking. Well, you know, I could probably do this at the end of my playing days and and become a coach and pass on what I've learned. Um, and a great way to start is to have them coming out to some of those absolutely uh, coaching watching, sessions. learning, and like like I said, going back to be careful going going to these academies. Mm-hmm. They promise you this, that, and the next thing. But you know what? Have they actually fulfilled yeah. these obligations, yeah. or these promises to their players? Yeah. I mean, if you if you go back through and look at our let's call it our honor roll for mm-hmm. Sherwood Park, mm-hmm. within the last five years, you take a look at how many players have gone on to post secondary mm-hmm. uh, from this organization. Yeah. Doing what we do back then, the changes that we've made within the last year or so has vastly improved that mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I think in the next five years, we're going to see a lot more kids moving on yeah in the soccer and playing it for the rest of their life it's funny too because every one of the tech staff in this room the four of us have all got um ties to to universities and college levels uh you know what and and for players that are looking for that uh conversation in, in regards to where to go uh, out of high school, if they're thinking of uh, going on to a, a collegiate end of uh, the game and wanting to be both a player and think of what school they're going to, I mean, what better way of doing it than coming and chatting with us, you know, and, and uh, we can pass along the information or the thoughts we have. I know we all work for different, uh, you know, or, or, or have, have got ties with different universities and colleges within the city, but that doesn't mean that we can't give a better understanding of, let's say, the NCAA uh, or the NAIA. We now have a manual mm -hmm. uh, here at the office that can be given out to uh, our athletes who are looking to go to post-secondary. What's the procedures? What's the steps? How do they get themselves out there? Mm -hmm. We now have that available. Well, and then that's something that we should be, uh, uh, you know, you folks out there that are listening, if you want that information, and I'm sure most of you will, especially for the players that are at the 15, 16, 17 age groups, feel free to ask. You know, call the office, email the office. You can email or talk to any of us when we're out there and just ask for it, and we can set you up on how to get the... Uh, it gives all the specific links. It tells you when you should be writing your SATs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a valuable piece of information. That's awesome. What about you, D? Um, I can I can touch a little bit more on the on the I'm gonna say the non soccer side. I work at a soccer academy in the city, and we don't necessarily have the best of the best kids. We have a mixed bunch of kids, which I think is like most academies. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also get a lot of kids that come into our program that might be bullied at their old school, or they might have um, you know we had a kid that had a Tourette syndrome and can sit in the classroom for more than forty five minutes, you know and so there's different avenues um, that I think academies can bring, um, not just to the elite soccer player, but mm. uh, to the recreational soccer player. And in an environment where um, you're not just you're learning, you're not just learning about being a soccer player, but you're learning building people. You know, yeah, you're building up as a as a as an adult or, or a young adult, right? So I think there's you know there's there's room for for it for sure. Um, again, I'm talking about the school school um, system and how the school system have things up, and I think that they're 
they're great for for all avenues of of the player that we have recreational elite whatever you might want to call it high performance whatever the words that you want to call it mm-hmm. um but i do agree that the market is getting saturated uh, i know that the provincial association is doing um you know their due diligence in making sure that they sa- these academies are getting uh, that are up are getting sanctioned and and all these things uh, but that doesn't stop anybody just to say hey listen yeah. i played at X college and yeah. if you want your kids to be trained in this way and that way, you know, this is my number and whatever because there's lots, lots of people doing it. And right? there's lots of people out there that are qualified to, to run these programs. Right. But uh, much like Charles uh, said earlier, you really do have to do your due diligence and, I mean, it's a simple Google of a name, you know, and you can find out that what this person's done in the past and uh, or whether they... through ch- ASA, like to make sure they're sanctioned yeah. as well. you know, and, and to find out whether... Because there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, yeah, I played pro at this place or that place. Right. We've all seen those types of uh, individuals who claim to be something that they really aren't. And uh, it's it's really easy to check it out. Um, so for sure, and and I think that again to go back to what Charles said about the SPDSA and then the programs that we have, we are every every moment trying to offer you know the best programs we can as an association. Yeah, you know more programs. We're talking more camps. We're talking this and that. You know if if people are out there and they're seeking out these extra extra academies, extra camps, that's that's great. But send us a note. Send us. Let us know what your thoughts about why you're doing why you're doing um, these extra academies. What's the thought process, thought process behind it? You know, and and, and just if, letting us know that uh, if there's extra stuff, right? If yeah, there's extra stuff, extra you stuff. think your child or or one of the players within your your team, let's say if you're a coach and you need some extra stuff, feel free to let us know yeah, for absolutely. sure. There's 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 many things that we are we're offering around here in, in the SPDSA and and it's it's great for for again everybody as a recreational player as a as a as a as a competitive, competitive level player, player yeah yeah like we we've got lots going on and like sometimes we fight the question of are we doing too much but then we look around and like everybody else is trying to seek out other opportunities so yeah, like, and and there's a lot of players yeah. that are going to other academies when we could probably right. do it. In-house is what we're all trying to say here. Um, we're going to shift gears a little bit and, and talk some fluff. little soccer fluff like Tottenham. No, we won't go there. I won't go there. I'm kidding. Hey, they had a great, they had a great game this weekend. They did have a great game this weekend. But, Keep going. Uh, we're just going <laughs> to chat about uh, what to get that famous or that, that soccer player in your family or fan, what to get him for Christmas. It's it's mm. quickly approaching here. It is. What what were some of the things as a, a soccer player that you guys were after uh, as far as what you wanted for Christmas? And did you want soccer stuff or were you just the typical? Oh no, I gotta have this. I gotta have that. All no. I ever wanted was a ball. Really? All I ever wanted was a ball. Well, we all know Dano wanted the latest new David Beckham's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> for sure. yeah, that's right. David Beckham uh, jersey for you. Oh, shoot the boots. Boots. The boots. Oh yeah. Jerseys upon jerseys upon jerseys. Upon more jerseys. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say as a kid, just, yeah, boots for the next outdoor season or getting the latest jersey. Favorite player's name on the back, I think, is huge for kids, and that yeah. was me growing up. So, And there's many shops around that you can you can find those soccer things. I guess, you know, how many people are doing Sluggos. I was going to say Sluggos for sure uh, is right here in Sherwood Park. Sluggos free kick, hmm. where you can get all your soccer. No. Um, but, yeah, they're a, a fantastic place. Fantastic. There it is. They're a fantastic place to go to, to find that uh, soccer paraphernalia. Tons of places online to get the little knick-knacky stuff if you're looking for mm-hmm. anything. Uh, anything, like the, the, the oddball candle holder, soccer candle holders. Not that Bobble many, heads. Not that many eight-year-olds are going to want the candle holder and be gaga over it, but there's just so much stuff that's out there that you can When you on can the look. Spurs site, there's a garden gnome. You can get it all. A wow. Spurs garden, garden gnome. Yeah. Well, there you have it, there, there it is. There it is. There's your Christmas <laughs> gift <laughs> du jour. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas gift of the day, the Tottenham garden gnome. <laughs> did, you, did you see the, the Liverpool Levi's collection? No, I didn't. <laughs> what? Really? It's unbelievable. Oh, Liverpool yeah. Levi's. Levi's jeans. Yeah, Liverpool Levi's I collection. I think Graham it's might be sporting a pair of those right now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. for sure. <laughs> Well, he's sporting something. <laughs> um, what's the uh, really? Is that it? Did you soccer t- jerseys? Soccer? Did you get anything soccer unique? Tutor. Are we soccer talking? tutor. A soccer tutor would you be know, great too. Wrap it around your waist. Put your ball in there. Start kicking the ball around. 
Oh, it's like the bungee. The bungee, the ball, bungee right? yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. I've, that's a great one. I've seen those. They, they last about six minutes, and then uh, then you got to go buy a new one. Maybe even a pair of gloves, because everybody likes going in net. Everyone <laughs> for fun. <laughs> no, for fun. You know what? Goal Until you get thrown in there, and yeah, conceded. And I have to, you know what? I have to give a shout out to my buddies at Oolsport for for supporting me the way they do. There you go. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Rock. You're fantastic. Um, yeah, Little Sport Canada. And do you know what? where you can get those gloves? Sluggos. I just thought I'd throw that out there, too. Hey, what about uh, what about an entry into the uh, Shot and Stops uh, program? You know what? What is wrong with that? What a great gift that would be. Not only could you give a little card and, you know, have, be a little creative if you're feeling so creative out there, Mom and Dad. Um, <laughs> But or yeah, Santa. yeah. I mean, you can, you know, what's wrong with handing out a registration for one, either shots and stops, or the rise and shine, or uh, a skill center? That'd be awesome. Well, and then know. the kid will get FIFA nineteen, and then just want to play FIFA nineteen. <laughs> That's well, you know, it's it's, it's <laughs> touches on the ball. You're using your thumbs, but it still touches on the ball, isn't it? <laughs> it well, is. I think Alfonso's in that one now. Oh yeah, is he? Alfonso Davis. Oh, FIFA nineteen. Sure. Did you? Uh, did everyone see the little clip? It's been out on uh, Twitter oh, and uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, him next to uh, Byron's famous, uh, famous Brian Rebery and yeah. uh, Aaron Robin. Yeah, like, it's the it's the Robin one that I'm got to feel of, a little yeah. surreal. Like it's it's good for him. Oh, it's yeah, awesome. man, you could, here you are watching these these players play on on television and. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're in the mix with them. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I was. Try- I actually looked at the last match they played on uh, the last Friday. I guess by the time you hear this, it could be mm, seven weeks from now. But you know, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really think I. I was tr- looking them up and seeing who were the subs, and uh, I, I can't wait to see that first game that he's actually involved in with. And I'm wondering how long. January fourth is when he's actually eligible to play. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. say I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So. No. I wonder if he'll be in the mix then. I think he'll probably get chances in in the cups, domestic cups, yeah, and things like sure. that to start with. But who knows, right? Like it's it's no. got to feel great for him. Like you said, you're watching these guys on TVs three or four years ago, um, and those are his teammates now, right? So they're they're high on him awesome. at Bayern as well too, right? They're 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 promoting him. So they're, they should, yeah. Yeah, they're it's it's amazing for our country. It really yeah. is, and. And fantastic um, for the city too to great have first, uh, great first city. You know, a, a, a young player from Edmonton go on to uh, world club. To, to the world class yeah. level yeah. he's at right now. That is so unbelievably awesome. You can't get much higher than Byron. Like really, I'm not even going to make a joke about yeah, sports. Yeah. Like you just can't. Like, in, in particular, well, Celtic. in particular from a development standpoint, yeah. I think there's 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 clubs out there that really are known for their development side of things. I don't think Tottenham's one of them, but you know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm kidding, Dano. I'm kidding, man. Don't, okay, do we have another Dano's hour? Like, we don't Dano's spend money. Of course, we are. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, Debbie, hold my one o'clock. Like, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, uh, I think most of the pro clubs do a, a, a decent job. At uh, at, at promoting within and and, and, and developing players, so um, wow! Look at the look I'm getting right now. Holy smokes, Dan! Yeah, I'm chuckles. kidding. Stop it, man! <laughs> hey, listen, we've had a lot of fun today, and uh, we're going to wrap things up there again. Uh, we'll start shooting out more of these podcasts on uh, on a biweekly basis, as promised. Um, now, in particular, that we have a location that we can do this from, and the drilling has stopped. And the drilling has stopped in behind me at <laughs> well, the. They do most of that in the afternoon, though. Usually, oh, yeah, totally. So. Yeah. Um, so I want to thank Charles, D, and Dano. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, thank you, uh, And uh, yeah, we'll 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 see you on the next one. This is the official podcast. The Sherwood Park District Soccer Association called Soccer Talk in the Park. We'll be back, so we'll see you soon. You've been listening to Soccer Talk in the Park, the official podcast of the Sherwood Park District Soccer Association.